Welcome to Ragbag. We're back after a couple of weeks break. Joining me this time is returning guest, the legend that is Jay Hatcher de Zola. He's got a new album coming out later this year, plus a greatest hits compilation which is out on April 2nd. If you're listening in the future, both of these albums are out now. Now, I can't play you any of the brand new material because it's under lock and key, armed guards and everything down at the record label. They're running a tight ship. I have had the privilege of hearing the new album and I have to say it is phenomenally good. Also, I am allowed to say that it's going to be called East of Eden and it will be released on June the 11th. So today we're going to be hearing some music from Jay Hatcher de Zola's greatest hits and of course we'll be hearing from the man himself very soon. Now, the sound quality isn't the best for this one. I do apologise. It's my bad. I thought I was being really clever by doing the interview over the phone and recording the call. Didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. Don't try and be clever next time, Burton. Anyway, despite the slight issue with the sound, I do hope you persevere with listening to this. The quality of the conversation is very high. And that's what counts, right? Now, let's start off with a track from the Greatest Hits album. This is... Black Sparrow.
Hello, hello. Trent Burton, sir, my man from Manchester. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to hear from you, mate. Yeah, I, good to hear from you. Uh, it's uh, it's great, as a matter of fact. I, I think the, the last time we spoke was that literally, it must have been about two weeks before all everything went wrong <laughs> with the world. Yeah. Absolutely, I do recall. Yes, yes. I. Uh, it's good to see that uh, we're all still here. Isn't that a lovely thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Um, we've we, we we got lucky, haven't we? We got pretty. Yeah, yeah. We got pretty damn lucky. All right. That's for, that's for sure. A lot of folks were not so lucky, and uh, you know. Uh, but how how are you through all of this stuff? <laughs> Well, you know, I've uh, I've been holding on to you know what very little sanity I've ever had, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, and uh, you know, I'm very lucky to have some great folks around me, my family and some friends, and you know, we all just kind of help each other, you know, get through tr- you know times of trouble such as these. How have you been, my friend? Yeah, it's, it's been a funny old time. We're, we're in the what amounts to, in the United Kingdom, the third lockdown. So this is where we are. And, wow. Um, at least we're getting vaccinated now, you know. That's one thing. That's good to hear. I mean, you, you've definitely undergone more lockdowns than we have. I mean, people out here, you know, we had the one... People are flipping out because they can't get their nails done, or, or 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 go, you know, or go out and have a beer. You know, I mean, a lot of entitled babies over here. But uh, I, you know, let's not. Uh, I guess maybe let's not go down that road too much. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That that then we'll, then we'll start looking a bit too closely at ourselves, and we'll. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And we don't want to do that. Oh, we definitely don't want to do that. No, sir. I'm walking out. Let's talk about the the new stuff, and you have got. What would you like to talk about first? You've got the compilation coming up, and you've also got the new sure. album as well. So, what would you like to talk about first? I guess we'll, we'll jump into the comp, you know, the compilation, the greatest hits, the greatest non-hits. 
<laughs> it's difficult to know what to call it, I suppose, if it wasn't a hit in the first place, but it was great. Um, the, the greatest things. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like a misnomer, really. I mean, uh, you know, being an independent artist and all, and putting out records over the last few years. And uh, I don't know if people write hits anymore or make hits anymore. I'm sure they do. But uh, certainly not, you know, not, not people in my position. Um, it's difficult so to know what, what constitutes a hit, I suppose, nowadays as well, because... That, do you base that on sales? Do you base that on the streaming? Do you base that on kind of how many tickets you've sold? You know, how what is a hit anyway? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, you know that Tom Waits big time, right? He he came out with this live album, um, big time. But anyway, you know, this this whole idea of what exactly constitutes you know, making it for the big time, you know, making, you know, and uh, it's, it's really pretty nebulous, pretty nebulous thing, you know, but I thought, you know, what, what, what is that, you know, uh, does it, it doesn't mean, does it mean money, uh, does it mean recognition, I don't know, I mean, ultimately, you're still the same person that you are at the beginning of the end. Solo artist, 
and, and, and just really kind of taking a note of how, how I've grown or maybe how I haven't grown. But, I mean, ultimately, I found that, uh, you know, it, uh, I've definitely grown as an artist, I'd, I'd, like, you know, I'd like to think, as a songwriter. You know, and, 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 you know, it's funny because there's, when I was kind of trying to, you know, pick the track listing, it was really tricky. You know, which tracks to include, which ones do you not? Uh, ultimately, I never know, you know, what songs people are going to really like or take to. You know, so what's this, you know, this whole idea of a greatest hit? You know, so what, what do people like? You know, you're trying to ascertain what people might like. And often, I get it completely wrong. Um, but it was an interesting exercise to look back at, you know, a lot of the, you know, the, the quality of the recordings or the compositions or the arrangements, you know, and to see, you know, how, how I kind of, modified or you know changed my approach over the you know the last you know couple of years and stuff and i'm proud of the work that i've done and i feel like i've really grown quite a bit as a songwriter um and if i may dare say as a singer because um you know that's one of the things that i'm really kind of self-conscious about is uh i never really thought myself as very much of a singer right um yeah, I mean, and, and to me, you know, to me, it's the most important thing was to kind of try to find my voice. You know, the whole problem was playing in bands, you know, growing up, you know, as a kid and stuff, when I was, a, when I was an adult, is, you know, uh, I mean, I've always been a songwriter. That I feel very comfortable with, you know, the whole, you know, the mechanics of songwriting, you know, how chords fit into one each, into each other, how an arrangement works, how to build tension and release tension. You know, all that stuff is really fun to me. And, uh, you know, even even from a, uh, a theoretical standpoint, you know, the, uh, the you know, music theory, ooh, whoa. And I uh, kind of thought myself all that stuff. And um, it, being a student of music and you know, having grown up with music and listening to music, you know, there's certain kinds of conventions that are kind of hardwired into my brain. And... Uh, you know, I like playing with those sort of things, but, you know, what I've always had trouble with was, honestly, uh, was finding somebody to kind of bring life to these things, to sing it, to sing the words, uh, to, to, to get, you know, to get in front of these compositions. And I've never been able to rely on anybody to really, to really see this thing through. And so I just decided, hey, what the hell, let me throw my hat in the ring and, uh, I guess I'll just do it myself. And, uh, you know, not too long ago, I was reading, a, you know, a biography of Bob Dylan. And yeah, it's funny, you know, uh, he actually said something very similar himself in, in one of these biographies that I was reading, is that he had, a, you know, he had really no interest in being a singer. Um, okay, right. You know, uh, yeah, you know, he liked playing guitar. He liked folk music. He liked playing other people's songs. He liked, he loved playing the piano. And I think it was even in his uh, high school uh, high school yearbook, you know, where everybody writes a, a little quip about, you know, the future or whatever, you know, whatever their aspirations would be. And his was very specific. He said, I want to be Little Richard. And I, quite frankly, I can't blame him for that, you know, because, uh, you know, Bob is really, is, is really uh, into playing the piano and uh, really into the, you know, initially he was really into Boogie Woogie. 
and uh, yeah, you know, so it's just a, you know, a strange kind of thing, you know, where you're in need of something, uh, you can't find it uh, in terms of like a, a singer, you know, I, I work with singers, but never depend on them, and uh, well, well, there's a need to just find a way to fill it. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think for what it's worth, um, I think you've got a great voice, and the thing is, I think you've got uh, your your voice is is great for your songs. It's it it suits the songs that you sing, and I'd say the same about Dylan as well. I mean, if if I heard Dylan, you know, singing Abba or something, it wouldn't work. But singing singing a Dylan song. It works Absolutely. because it, his voice matches the words that he has composed and the music he has composed. It matches it nicely. And so I'd say the same about yourself. Thank you. I really do appreciate that, Frank. That's quite nice of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think so too. I mean, I, uh, I, I can only hope to, you know, uh, bring, bring the best vocal vibe or performance to my own my own thing i'm not sure i can do other people's things but i'm quite comfortable and happy doing my own thing i guess oh but i mean you you have done other people's things because i mean we talked last time about the ariana grande and all that sort of thing so uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i you know it's funny because you know uh, i yeah i I've had a lot of fun with a lot of that. I think last time we spoke, I, I put out a, a little tiny EP of uh, cover songs, and there were all these really amazing, talented female vocalists. You know, Ariana Grande was one of them, but that was actually a, a, a one-off. But then there was the uh, Billie Eilish thing. Um, also, there was a, a cover I did from uh, Lord. And uh, Halsey. I mean, these are amazing pop artists, uh, vocalists, and uh, and then there's me. Um, <laughs> just wanted to, wanted to just kind of take their songs and and bastardize them and 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 kind of make them transform them into a Jay Hotcha thing, which was you know a pretty interesting experiment for me. Uh, you know, because uh, you know trying to even approach those songs is really quite challenging given you know what the original composition sounds like some of these sounds like dance songs you know uh, uh the billy yeah. eilish one not so much the billy eilish tune uh i did uh was it bury a friend that felt like you know that felt like something that i could do you know it almost felt like you know in terms of you know, the creepy weirdness is, is something that I was like, oh, hey, you know what? Um, that feels like home to me. I could I could probably do that. And I had a lot of fun with that. So Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's very nice. It's nice to have these kind of overlaps be, between kind of the, the mainstream and um, whatever it is that you call the non-mainstream. And um, kind <laughs> yeah. of what, what I think what you did with that EP was, was kind of the... Um, a nice kind of embodiment of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun to do, you know, and uh, again, the whole, I think, I think uh, it's very important to kind of try to push yourself to do things that are um, a little out of your league, maybe a little out of your comfort zone. You know, and I think it's important to kind of challenge yourself as an artist, 
as a performer to try to do these things. I mean, otherwise it kind of gets boring after a while, to be honest. I, it was funny because uh, the other day, <laughs> my producer, he gets so tired of hearing from me because I was, I'm always throwing these crazy ideas at him. I was like, uh, I, you know, I was telling him, we have to do uh, a trap EP, you know, like trap music. Or <laughs> I want to, <laughs> yeah, you know, or I want to do a, a reggaeton slash bad bunny type thing. Oh, the kids will love it. The kids will love it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, dude, you're insane. You know, but again, <laughs> These are fun things to do, you know, yeah, and if you can pull them off, you know. It's that, a new that. direction? Yeah, you know, maybe just, just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's important to be, you know, a little daring sometimes. Because uh, you know, even, even I get tired of hearing my, you know, even I get tired of hearing myself all the time. You know, it's kind of, gets kind of dull. Yeah, well, it's, but, nice, uh, it's nice to have a, a side project from which to, it's nice to have your main thing that you do, and that that is your main thing. And then you have your side project that you can dip into, like now and again, when you are getting bored of your main thing. And, Absolutely. Uh, f- from an artistic point of view, because it's kind of rejuvenating, because you, you're, if you're getting bored of your main thing, that means that you need to do something else for a while. And once you've done that, for a bit they you can get back to doing kind of business as usual and you're you become better at it having having done your little uh extra little thing on the side absolutely absolutely you know it's like uh a new perspective just kind of uh, i think david bowie one time said uh i i love to quote these really amazing artists you know because it's fun whatever yeah, but uh, you know, he he would talk about you know he'd kind of he had this nice analogy where he was talking about uh, you know kind of like you know walking off into a body of water, um, you know, in terms of uh, artistic direction. And the best he he said that the best place that he you know the best place he'd like to be is just at that point where you're you're kind of wading into water is unknown and you can no longer feel the bottom with your feet and you know you really gotta put some effort to keep your head above water you know there's a certain element of danger and risk to it that you know allows for something special to happen and 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 kind of just forces you to do something anything um to just kind of make it work um, and hopefully, you know, not totally bomb. I always, yeah, I always think that, you know, nothing really quite inflames the imagination like an element of danger and terror. Because you know, a lot of times I'll be in the studio um, and I'm doing something and I'm like, what the hell is this? This is pure crap, you know, and, you know, uh, I, I hate this. What am I doing? And I have to kind of fight that feeling to allow myself to keep going, keep going, you know, put my head down and keep going with it and, 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 and keep working at it. And hopefully when it's done, 
I could look back and say, you know what, that was worth it. And I'm proud of what I did. And, you know, I'm happy to put it out there. Yeah, very um, nice. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's very nerve-wracking the whole time, though, you know, because, you know, I'm freaking out. You know, not only, not only am I spending time and effort, but I'm also, you know, the, the clock is ticking. Uh, and, and um, you know, studio time costs money, and I, maybe I have some session players in there who are working alongside of me, uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if uh, this is going to work or not, and uh, you know, so there is that element of risk, and generally I like to go all in, and, uh, you know, there's some, there are some loss. Jay Hotcha wreck, you know, Jay Hotcha track that the world may never see any light on. <laughs> you know, that I prefer to just kind of keep underneath my mattress. You know, um, maybe I'll rework them and release them. I just, I just never know. But, uh, you know, that does happen too, where I just kind of like, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to go ahead and pull a plug on it, or, or I'm just going to put it under my hat until you know the, the time is right to revisit it and, and have a go yeah, um, yeah but i mean hope but you know again you know back to the compilation compilation screwing that up and it was just really it was really quite refreshing to take a moment and say you know what uh, uh i'm gonna put it's it's 12 tracks on this uh quote-unquote greatest hit you know that i feel are truly representatives of um, of who I am as an artist and, and, and my voice having tried to really hammered out what I feel like is ultimately my sound and and and, and, and you know what what my own voice is uh, it, that took a while you know to really and I'm and, and in a lot of ways I'm still not really comfortable with the sound of my own voice um, and plus, like, you know, my, my uh, abilities as a, as a producer, as an arranger in the studio, I mean, that's all really, um, you know, it's it, it really quite developed over the years. And I'm really quite proud of the body of work that, you know, I've, I've, I've been able to put out. And uh, luckily, I've gotten to talk to and meet a lot of great people, you know, you being one of them who folks, you know, reached out with an interest and, you know, dig dig the vibe that I've been trying to put out there and, um, you know, uh, if I dare say, kind of enjoy the music. Yes, yeah, well, I've certainly done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was wondering um, kind of how you put the, how you decided on those particular 12 tracks. So is it based on, are they your personal favorite ones or are they ones that people have responded to the best? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I had to hold myself back from putting my favorite tracks on there. Ultimately, it wasn't really about me. You know, it's funny, I start the conversation saying, uh, art is all about me, it isn't about so much for people, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when it came to putting the greatest hit, wink, wink, quotation. <laughs> You know, I, I really did consider, you know, what track got the most played, what tracks got talked about the most. Um, 
you know, it's an interesting thing is that there's something called, uh, you know, the Free Music Archive. And, yes. um, you know, I, I allow all my music, I put it on a Creative Commons license, meaning that anybody, other, other artists, other content producers, filmmakers, et cetera, et cetera, they may use my music um, for free, absolutely free, for whatever project they want, um, provided that they only give me a mention. And my whole thought of this is it's just kind of like to democratize my own music, um, you know, for the whole, you know, all these content creators and all these people who are out there making interesting art, interesting content, to me, the, the most important thing is to propagate memes, spread memes, you know, which is really kind of emerging. I, don't know, I think it's, I think we're here already, actually. But you know, the meme as a legitimate art form, and it, you know, for me, it's so exciting when you know, and this happened already. Uh, actually, uh, you know, the BBC has used uh, uh, one of my songs in a, uh, in, a, in a brief documentary short discussing the art of Ralph Steadman, uh-huh. um, who, you may, who you may know as well as Hunter S. Thompson's longtime uh, illustrator. So it's like, it's so rewarding for me to see, you know, my music being matched with you know, a, a, the, a visual component, you know, because I think, you know, whenever you watch a really cool movie or a really effective movie or whenever there's a real effective scene and some kind of, you know, show or commercial or play, whatever, what have you, when you have this pairing of, you know, this, this visual aspect this and, and, and great music behind it or, or good music, I, I think that marriage, you know, between those two things really makes for such an effective piece of art. And that's a really exciting thing for me, you know. And I'll, I often Google myself to see where where some of my songs have popped up. And it's kind of a way of, I mean, it's kind of a way of promotion as well, um, even though I don't get I don't get any money for it. So... Going back to your original question is, you know, how did I select these songs? Well, in a lot of ways, the listeners have told me what songs they really like. I had this other, I had one of the songs, actually it's the, the, first, the first cut on the uh, compilation is a song called uh, Blue Sky. It was really quite odd for me because this is a song about, you know, isolation and loneliness. It's kind of a sad tune, but the uh, Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs took to this song and they made a, a travel advert <laughs> with really? this song. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and this, this was the first year, um, the first year that uh, this record was released, my first record, which this song came from, uh, you know, I, again, I, I, you know, I, I always say, hey, take anything you want from me. Um, if you're going to make art, do it. Um, because ultimately, it just serves, you know, our purpose of just 
it's like Derek said, creating a legacy. You know, this whole idea of, uh, you know, oh boy, I'm going to sound so corny here, but uh, this whole idea of immortality. You know, I think that, you know, the, the tiger, we weave this fabric of art, you know, whether it's a film, uh, music, uh, what, you know, plays. You know, the, the, I think the, the better the chance of, of, of one actually approaching the best possible thing uh, in terms of actually existing or somewhat in some form long after you're gone. You know, so that might sound kind of like an arrogant thing. But, I mean, ultimately, it, it, it's one of the things that I find really exciting and fascinating about you know, being an independent artist, not being beholden to any labels or anybody, really. I'm on my own here, writing songs, putting them out there, and allowing others to just kind of take the ball and run with it, you know, using my sounds. And, you know, kind of a collaborate, an indirect collaborative thing. And, uh, another, another, uh, so in that first year, that, uh, that year that I released that first record, and, and because I just allowed, you know, that song Blue Sky to be used for free by anybody, and this was a totally random thing, um, you know, the, the Israeli government put that song in an advert and over a million people have heard my voice and have heard my song. Yay, that's Yeah, I mean, that was pretty mind-blowing. You know, the power, the power of the meme. You know, and there, and there, and there are other, you know, uh, uh, Vogue Korea, um, you know, Vogue magazine, but the Korean branch, they took a liking to one of my songs and used it in another advert. And millions of people heard and saw that as well. So it's like, wow, you know, that, this is such a powerful thing, you know, this, and then it's all, you know, a lot of people kind of get defensive about, how their music is used and where it's placed, you know, um, and and that's all legitimate, you know. Um, I I do protect myself, you know. I have copyrights on everything, you know. But I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. The the most important thing for me is to spread means, to create means, to build this legacy of art, you know, and uh, you know the power of the internet. It's just so awesome. I could live on the internet forever. As long as there's an internet, I'm going to be on there. And, and, and long after I'm gone, maybe you know, people will be taken to the music and, and kind of taking ownership to some degree to kind of push their own art. So this whole thing kind of keeps propagating which I think is really beautiful and really powerful. You know, and again, I, I get how some people feel like, oh, well, yeah, you, did you make a buck off of it? You know, the Israeli government used your record. Vogue Korea used one of the songs off your record. Did you get anything for that? Did you get any money? And you know what, i got to be honest, I didn't make a freaking penny. But I mean, you know, the long game, I'm looking at the long game here, and... You know, it's just so amazing and powerful that, you know, 
that the music is able to have that reach. So uh, before, you know, I kept babbling. Um, let me get back to the original hit. So basically, I, you know, it was the listeners who picked many of the tracks on the on, on this compilation, you know. And I kind of, it was hard for me to, to not put my own finger in the pie and say, well, now these are the songs I like. This is what I want. And it, it, it just it just didn't go down that way, you know. Um, I had to take in consideration the audience. I had to take in consideration, uh, you know, the listener and kind of fight my own instincts to say, okay, this is what I, I feel are my greatest hits. Because, again, this whole idea of greatest hits is totally nebulous. It's a ridiculous idea, especially for an artist like me. I don't write hits. I wish I did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe one day I will, but I kind of highly doubt it. It's funny, uh, again, I'm going to bring up another artist, uh, Tom Waits. I don't, I don't think he's ever really wrote a, you know, a popular hit. And if he did, it wasn't because he sang it himself. I believe Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart covered a Tom Waits song. You know, I think it was like a downtown yeah, girl. downtown train, yeah. Or downtown, yeah. That, there yeah. you go, downtown train, yes, right. He, he made it a hit, you know, it was his vocal delivery, but it, but it was a Tom Waits song, you know? So, yeah, you know, I mean, I think when it comes to, you know, compilation, and, and that was really my motivation, you know, for the greatest hits was, you know what? I, I had this idea of what I thought songs, which songs people would really take to uh, in terms of selecting singles for the last several albums that I put out. Um, but a lot of times I was wrong. People would just take, you know, to some B-side. And it was totally unexpected and, you know, it was kind of fun, you know? So I was, uh, so that, that basically was a, a, a big component in me picking what tracks made us to the quote-unquote, greatest hit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And cocaine. catalog and and you know made all kinds of really beautiful independent film you know people from all you know from australia uh from from england uh to argentina to korea i mean just all over the world have have, have incorporated in some way into their own art my music and it's just a hugely rewarding thing and i couldn't be more thrilled and i invite others to do more of the same. It's just, you know, 
um, I, it was just a beautiful thing, and, and it really uh, was quite thrilling. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's kind of nice if people who are kind of fans of yours generally, and um, somehow they've come across one of these independent films that someone's produced, and they're watching it, and then they hear one of your tunes come up, and they're kind of, oh, I know that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know, and I can't even tell you how many times, like, where I'm watching a movie myself, I'm watching something, and I'll hear, you know, maybe there's a montage, and I hear this amazing song playing over it. So, so many, I can't even tell you how many times where I would just later on look up, who, who, who the, who's that by? That was amazing. You know, and I think it's a really great way of getting the music across. You know, through 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 other other media, yeah, you know, and and hopefully, you know, uh, it, it somehow in some way it leads them back to me, and uh, hopefully they stick around and see what else we got. I would like to talk to you now about your uh, your new material, which you've got coming out. Um, well, I don't know when it's coming out. It's coming out at some point. Is this right? What's going on? What's what's happening? Yes, sir. So, so what I can tell you about just back to the greatest hits that is coming out in early spring of this year, and it's kind of like uh, I'm going to kind of use that. I, I don't want to give away too much because my label will kill me, but. Um, it, it, I'm kind of using that as a springboard to announce the new record, which I will give you uh, kind of a rough release date of, uh, let's just say, summertime. Yeah, look for it during the summer. Um, you know, which always, I, I always love summer releases, you know, because it's like, you know, it's summertime. It's, you know, we've kind of awakened from this wintry, sleep and I really feel like in summertime people are really awake um, they're ready to make new memories they're, they're, they're out and about they're living their lives and, and you know, um, what's well, better it, in, in, in the case of people in the UK they're allowed to leave their homes so that's, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> also good <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a plus uh, I'm, I'm sure I mean how long have you been locked down for Oh well, the thing is with well, it's it's a complicated story with us over here because they they keep saying, well, we're locked down now. Uh, oh no, you can go out now, like three weeks later, and then oh oh no, people are catching it again. Go, go back inside again, and it, it's oh man, it's it's a, it's basically the hokey cokey, but um in <laughs> in, a, in a very drawn out way. Just to, oh, to, to go back inside now, back. 
you know. But I'm I'm hoping by the summertime we've got this vaccination program going on. So I mean, I'm hoping that you know we'll yeah we'll get some kind of normality and also the release of your record, which which will be great as well. <laughs> oh, so kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, you know. What are you allowed to tell me about it? Well, I could tell you some of the motivations behind it and like, you know, and the conditions in which I, it was, it, it came to be, you know, I, I, I am, a, I like to release something every year. And for the whole of 2020, I released nothing. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, um, well, partly, well, mainly because of the pandemic, um, I really wanted to take my time. I actually, uh, about a year ago, um, I got into the studio around this time in February last year. I got in the studio with this idea of just going in. Um, I mean, generally, uh, the way I go about it is I'll, I'll write, you know, some, some arrangements and, 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 and go in and lay down some bare-bone tracks. But as I did, it came evident to me that, you know, I never really know what the motivation or even the concept or the idea of a record is or even a song, you know. I go in there, I just jump in. Um, I don't, you know, I never tell myself, oh, I'm going to sit down and this song is going to be a love song or that song is going to be a political song. I never, I, I never do that. I I, I find that the more I try to do something, the faster it escapes from me, um, in terms of conceptually, anyway. I'm kind of referring back to the the greatest hits or the previous records, right? You know, they were all they were all tend to be kind of, if I if I may dare say, kind of like an avant-garde type thing. You know, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty self-aware kind of guy. You know, I do realize that a lot of the music or some of the good portion of the music isn't really that accessible to a general audience. You kind of have to be into weird stuff to kind of get me. Um, you know, like, uh, oh God, I, I'm not trying to say that I'm like this artist or, you know, whenever I refer to artists, I hope, I hope nobody say, I hope you don't take it as me saying I'm like them. But, you know, I, again, they, to me, they kind of are signal posts. You know, they're kind of just references that I can, you know, that are, can be and useful for me to refer to to kind of paint a picture. So, like, you know, an artist like uh, Captain Beefheart, you kind of have to be into weird stuff, or, or kind of, you know, have have an open mind to listen to Captain Beefheart, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, the second you put him on, you know, two seconds later, you might be like, what the hell is this? I'm turning this, I'm turning this off, you know? Um, so I bet, you know, it's not the most accessible stuff. And, and I get that about my own music. Um, it's not, it's not terribly accessible, <laughs> Um, for a general audience, but and and then and then there, here's the other thing is that um, again I'm very self-conscious when it comes to my own singing voice. So I uh, what I wanted to do, I felt like as I went into the studio about a year ago, 
I, 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 you know, I make these kind of really simple arrangements, very straight to the point. Um, you know, no, no crazy bridges, no, you know, no proggy type parts. I wanted to make music. I wanted to make this record for, uh, if I may dare say, for everybody. Um, right. uh, I, I wanted it to be really accessible. And what I also have done in the past is, you know, my favorite, I, I, I am not, you know, and I'll, you know, I'm happy to say that I am not particularly great at anything. And I mean that in the most literal sense. <laughs> I'm not a great guitar. I'm not a great guitar player. I'm not a great songwriter. I'm, I'm definitely not a great singer. But you know what? I, I feel like, if I may say, I'm a hell of an enabler. I am great at enabling people and kind of organizing people and, and getting people. I'm, I'm a great cheerleader. You put me in, 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 in a short skirt and with some pom-poms, man, I'm ready to go. Uh, that's a little joke there. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think it's really important to be able to, like, kind of identify people's strengths, you know, and just kind of allow them to be who they are and get them kind of comfortable to do their thing. And ultimately, that's kind of what I feel is, is, is my real talent, you know, because I, what I would do is I would have all these musicians come in, these, these session musicians. I've always laid down a, a basic track and then just have them, go for it on top of it, you know, uh, making full use of technology, you know, the multi-tracking and all that stuff, right? Cause this is, it's a studio album. I, I, you know, I, I, yes, I do the live thing, but primarily I'm a recording artist. Um, I like to make studio albums, you know, and then there's that whole debate about do albums even matter anymore? I don't even care about that question. Yes, they do. Okay. The album is one of the supreme forms of art. In my mind, you know, um, everything that I ever, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, some people yeah. have, right? Some people might say, well, the EP is the way to go. Well, I don't care about that. Or, uh, you know, releasing singles at, you know, periodic time. Uh, I'm not into that. I like making a whole record, you know, and... Um, just really have to create this immersive environment that you can kind of just lose yourself in. So, oh, how my point was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was a good point, whatever it was, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh yeah. So getting back to the new the new record, yeah. So my point was, you know, in the past, the previous record, uh, you know, I just allowed. Um, or I would just uh, enable people to just kind of, you know, go for it. And, and you kind of ended up with a lot of this, you know, not so accessible kind of uh, uh, avant-garde kind of stuff, you know, that um, it would never in any means constitute a hit ever by any stretch of the imagination. I wanted to do something different with this record. Another thing I did was hide my, I would hide my voice behind this cavalcade of instruments, you know, all these different kinds of instruments. I would throw the kitchen sink at it, uh, you know, inflatable goats, 
trash cans, tubas, saxophones, xylophones, uh, guitars, all, all, all that stuff, you know, and it kind of built this wall of sound that I would kind of hide behind. I didn't want to do that with this record. Um, I wanted to make sure that the arrangements were straightforward. I wasn't doing it, you know, very accessible. Uh, nothing too, nothing, I mean, I'm weird as it is. I'm always weird and you're never going to erase that, but, you know, but maybe less weird. Um, and I, the most important thing is I wanted to have the vocals up front, you know, to kind of remove this veil of this wall of sound um, through the use of enabling all this, this wide range of, uh, of musicians, session musicians, usually in the form of horns. I love horns. I wish I could play a horn. I can't. Yeah, a trumpet. Trumpet's really hard to play. Any kind of brass instrument, really, where you have to develop an embrochon, as they say. Anyway, but the point was, I kind of wanted a. I saw the. I saw the opportunity, and I'm a Jersey boy, so you know, there's. Uh, I'm an East Coast, East Coaster, I guess, uh, Amer- American guy. Uh, so that 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 you know, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Boston. And, and these whole areas, if you look back in the 50s, they had a very uh, strong kind of vocal group kind of culture. You know, the doo-wop, um, harmonies. And I kind of really, you know, like uh, the Four Seasons, the Four Seasons are from New Jersey. They're actually from my area. Um, so that kind of music, I, I grew up with that stuff all around, you know, you know, it's a melting pot here in Jersey. I'm in uh, I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is, you know, if you throw a stone, you'll reach the other bank of the Hudson River, and 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 you'll be in New York City, right next to Hoboken, where uh, Frank Sinatra uh, was born and where he, you know, became a thing. Um, so so kind of like this whole area is really steeped in this. You know, vocal group kind of doo-wop culture, and there, you know, on this new record, you will hear a lot of those elements on there. I actually kept the instrumentation down to a, a, almost a minimum for me. I didn't go too crazy in terms of throwing the kitchen sink in there. That basically, in a nutshell, describes the sound. If uh, you know, initially I kind of was telling, you know, a couple of folks that the label was asking, and I said, well, you know, it, it kind of has a, you know, if, if, if you, <sighs> this might be stretching a little bit, but it has changed since, but I was like, well, you know, kind of like this Portis Head meets Quentin Tarantino slash spaghetti westernish Motown kind of sound, you know? And if you can imagine that kind of amalgamation, um, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good little, um, yeah, um, from one to the other. There, that's like Portishead, Quentin Tarantino, Spaghetti Western. Yeah, yeah, you know, with the uh, baritone guitars and you know the vibrato and the, you know that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so like. You know, sound-wise, it was very much 
you know, that kind of soundscape happening. You know, very, it, it feels, it feels quite East Coast again because of that vocal group type of thing um obviously i didn't have a vocal group a lot of the voices are just me uh at different different octaves or different singing at different notes i also um uh, i you know i wanted a little bit more variety of you know vocal quality so i have a really great friend that i've been working with for a number of years um, i wanted to get a, a female voice in there and you're going to on this new record, you're going to hear, you know, kind of a, a more, a more, you know, feminine energy in there, um, almost on every track, really. Okay. Um, you're gonna, you, you're gonna feel and hear this kind of, if I may dare say, that's uh, totally ridiculous that I would, that me out of all people, you know, because I don't really consider myself a girl a good or great vocalist. But hey, look, that never stopped me before. I'm going to do it anyway. But, um, you know, this whole Motown, you know, because uh, Motown vibe, you know, very heavy on harmonies and that sort of thing. So that's basically the sound. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, I couldn't be more proud of, of the, you know, uh, the overall record at this moment. You know, for me, it was... Uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking to, um, you know, be out front with the vocals, uh, the focus being my voice. Um, to, to be quite frankly, it's, it's really quite terrifying for me. Uh, again, because of my own uh, insecurities. Yeah, so the majority of it, I, I wrote it while on lockdown. The music and the lyrics and uh you know there's a lot of uh there are some uh a viral and i mean as in virus uh yes. pandemic you know some fear in there but of course some romance too i mean there's always got to be some romance and uh Down with the end 
Frankburton.co.uk is the website. Read my books, watch the video series. It's a multimedia extravaganza. That's right, I said it. See you soon. <laughs>